Bar Media. You are listening to an episode of The Local, a show about all things local, hosted by Charlene Comerford and Justin April. And we're live. Hey, guys. Hi. Episode 51 of The Local, the podcast. I'm Charlene. It is so weird in here right now. Oh, it's Justin. That's me. That's what. I, that's my line. <laughs> that's your line. And Callie Gersberg is here. Hi, Hi, Callie. What is up? Hey, guys. We're giving Callie a hard time because she just got newly engaged. Yeah, she did. She yep. did. To uh, her fiance, Alejandro. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of green Lady cartoons Gaga wrote going a song on about that dude. right now. If you haven't met, I'm just gonna go ahead and throw it out there. What's that? I said there's a lot of green card jokes going on. Oh yeah, a whole lot. Yeah, you're the not only... the first fiance couple that's come in here with green card issues. You're right. Good to know. Scott and Sasha. That's right. Scott. That was and even Sasha. harder because oh, were... I've even asked them questions about right. how to do the process. <laughs> yeah, yeah this is right. Yeah, exactly. We have a podcast yeah. just about marrying folks into the yes, country. So don't think you're awesome. special, and that you're the only one yeah, that's not the inaugural about the green weird card. green card marriage and the situation. wall and Trump and the whole the issue with yeah. immigration. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, you're not that special. Okay, great. Diamond <laughs> doesn't. I'll remind myself. <laughs> Diamond doesn't. All right, so the reason Kelly's here is... Wait, aren't you a green card marriage? Weren't... You're Ow. Panamanian. I'm dual citizenship. Oh, special. Yeah. She's got like five different... Wait, does that mean that you've got one fake passport and one real one? Because I've got that. I really... I... On my passport, it's American passport, but I was born in Panama. So when I get to... The country of Panama, I don't have to go through customs. That's cool. That's awesome. I can just walk in because it's my country. I feel like that doesn't really. And then I can turn around and do it in the U.S. as well. I feel like that doesn't really gain you any advantages for flight travel. Like yeah, you just it gets like, you huge. Do you know how long you have to stay in customs when you go into another country? Yeah, but country? who's sneaking like stuff hours. into Panama? Huh? Who's sneaking stuff into Panama? Have you been to Panama? No. It's only I mean, like I'll... a path between the seas. It's the narrowest country in the world. Everybody's trying to get into Panama. You talking about down in two thirty one where crazy people sunglass banking? Hose? There's a freaking Trump Tower there. Well, that could be anywhere. <laughs> that, Not my tower. It's going to be anywhere. Not my tower. Trump Towers is going to be the new McDonald's. They're oh, I can't new. wait. I'm about that life. He'll take over Wells Fargo soon. Yeah. Somebody He'll needs to. He'll be like, to. are you staying at the Holiday Inn or Trump Towers? Which one? <laughs> oh, I think we're going to stay at Trump Towers. The deal's really good this weekend. <laughs> Kayak.com in it up. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Trivago. I think Trivago are my favorite commercials because that, that dude, guy is so sketchy looking. He's been doing those commercials for a thousand years. Or they make no, you Trivago, seem that No, Trivago, the one that originally looked like he had a smoking problem and they just pulled him off. You yeah. know those things where they take the hobos and they give them a makeover? Like yes. They literally pull them off the street and then they give them a shower and then mm-hmm. they do their haircut and then they look amazing. Yeah, he looked like he got out of the chair halfway. like they're a little weathered. Yeah. That's what the they're Trivago guy... I don't know if like, I know him. He I don't doesn't know. Know. think over like, the last couple of years he's had a series of facials and like maybe some plastic surgeries and fillers. He doesn't look so rough. Also, he probably quit, you know, smoking and put the bottle down because he had like a real job. I want to know how he's like, he doesn't look like he's ever slept in a hotel or indoors. <laughs> like, how is the authority? How's that do the authority on Also, I don't staying? feel like he speaks English. I feel like it's a Mentos don't commercial. Don't say that too loud. That's Kelly's type. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I feel like he speaks like Ukrainian, but oh, yeah, they dub dude's... over an American voice on him because he just is a, just a scotch. He's mouthing the words. Yeah, but it's but not. But something's, have you ever noticed that it's not 100% like 
Hmm. I really don't know who we're talking about. Travago commercials. You're going to have to show me later. I'm picturing the Six Flags guy, and that's not right. No, no that's this dude. The Travago yeah. guy is like, he walks across your screen, and he's like, have you been trying to get a hotel? Have you tried these sites? Yeah, well, you, you want to stay try- in this random white room with me? Like, <laughs> no, dude, I don't. Creepy. No, that I don't want to stay anywhere with no, you. No, I'm going to spend extra money to make sure that you're not there. <laughs> I'm just going to call a travel agent old school. Yeah. I'm Perfect. not dealing with any of these websites. It's like when we were on our honeymoon, I didn't do any of that Travago nonsense. I just called places in like within where I was Did at, you like, Yelp everything and then you're like, no. this is where I'm staying? No, I was like, you know what? If it sucks, I'll just go somewhere else. Did you guys go? To, where did you go for your honeymoon? We went to New York City and then from there went up to Maine and then drove back. We're going to Maine for ours. We, are you really? Did you yeah, decide that are. you're going? Yeah, we're going to Maine. We got a little cabin and then we're going to do like- What town? I don't know. What am I? It's a pretty big state. Yeah. Yeah, it's very big. Like, are you on the, the coast? Ones? Yeah, Portland. we're in the coast. Portland? Yes, we're in Portland. Oh, yeah. Oh, you right. love Portland. Go to Peaks Island. It's very fun. Okay, and we're going to do like whale watching and just fun little things. Honey, Let me tell you about whale watching. I'm ready. Let me tell you. <clears throat> I've been whale watching. Is it is it scary or is it fun? Um, This is my experience with whale watching. This is going to be scary. I'm ready. It's not scary. Okay, it's great. incredibly boring. They have razor oh. sharp teeth. So you're on the shore, right? Yeah. And it's sunny and clear and gore. Are you going in the summer? When are you going exactly? We're getting married in May. We get so. married May 20th. And are you going right after that? Yeah, we'll leave like the following day. Oh, yeah, you afternoon. might be okay. So we went in like July. Yeah. So it's warm on the shore, but it's cold when you get out deep where the whales are. So this incredible fog kicks up that you literally cannot see anything off the boat. And we were out there for six hours. We were supposed to have seen a whole island and a bunch of puffin fish. But you couldn't see anything because of the fog. No. One lone puffin fish came up. (laughs) No, puffer fish. It's a puffin. Puffin's a bird that looks like a miniature uh, penguin. That's exactly what I'm talking about. They live off the coast of Maine. It's not a fish, though. It's a bird. Puffin, what did I say? Puffin fish. Oh no, it's a bird. Like twice. Is it puffin or puffer? It's puffin, a fish but is, it is a bird. Yeah. So he's half right. Okay. I'm very interested I was to also see half, animal, whatever it is. I was yeah, also it looks half like a little frog. penguin football that's about this tall. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So you waited six hours yeah, to see so that in the yeah, fog. The tour was to see whales and the puffin fish. See? Oh, oh puffin. Fish. No, I said it again. Puffin. Bird? Birds. Yeah, I thought. Okay, now I thought you meant like fish as in the verb, like puffins with fishing poles. No. <laughs> That's what I was picturing no. now. And I'm like, shit, I want to see this too. I feel like I'm on my way. completely taking the story away. Sorry. Continue. Welcome to doing the podcast <laughs> with Justin. Awesome. Why are you over here talking about these feathered fish? <laughs> I'm trying to make you not sound like a dummy. So one, okay, so the tour was so bad because it was so foggy, couldn't see anything and it was freezing. Mm. And so uh, we're just stuck in this thick, 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 horrible fog. And the tour, tour guy that's on the speaker was like, and over there to your left off the port side of the uh, boat is an island. You can't see it. But it is over there. It's 10 feet away. It's also, <laughs> run aground. It's also, if you can see it, covered in puffin birds. Aww. Just absolutely covered. How did he see it? It is you mating couldn't. season Binoculars. right now. Yeah. It is mating season. It is wonderful. They're all over there. If you listen really carefully, you can you hear the puffins hunching. Hear them. Oh, that sucks. He's like, uh, oh, wait, look, wait, 
Let us come close to the boat, close enough that we could all peer over the side. Everybody rushes to one side of the boat, and the whole thing the just boat. flips over, <laughs> yeah. and they swam into this the puffin' love nest. literally the size of my water bottle, and we're all, like, we haven't seen anything in three hours, so... Everybody is running everybody to, to one side. Dude, that's what happened in Titanic. Like, you can't move everybody in the same direction. One at a time to look at the puffin. Yeah, all right. I'd be charging a cover. I'd yeah. get up there first. So, this is gate. how whale watching tours go. You pay for it, but there's no guarantee. And so, you have, like, forever, you can be like, well, you can get back on the boat next time you're here. Yeah, well, talking yeah. to him out of while watching at this point is going to be pretty hard. And he's pretty set on while watching. No, so. you should go. Like, yeah. I would have loved to have seen an actual whale. Yeah. I didn't see any of that. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Has he seen Finding Dory? You're going to be lucky. Um, I'm not really sure. I've not seen Finding Dory yet. Why have you not seen Finding Dory? I've, I'm, I don't know. I'm assuming there's a whale in that movie. I haven't seen it either. I was just saying. Well, there's, a, go whale there's a whale shark in that movie. What? I'm out of here. we got to go watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Whale shark. I'm not, I need to watch it. So the reason that Callie's here is because uh, Callie did an awesome thing a few years ago. How long has it been? I went my first time in 2012. Okay. Mm-hmm. To Uganda. To Uganda. In Africa. This is going to come full circle because at Rituals Day Spa, we're doing another event. So that shirt's about? Yep. It starts on uh, April 1st. It's Earth Month. It is. It is Earth Month. So we, uh, for the month of April, we'll be selling these candles mm-hmm. where all of the proceeds go to build wells for uh, people in Africa. Mm-hmm. And basically people in Cali... This is why she here. she's going to tell you like legit details, but people have to walk literally two to three hours one way to get a, like a gasoline can full of water and then carries said gasoline can full of water, which is close to 50 pounds. Yep. All the way back. I feel like you guys are both waiting for me to just fire off a bunch of random jokes. No, we're that, not. Okay. Because I'm going to. Coupled, I'm partially waiting. Coupled but. with the uh, sale of the candles, which you can get, they're twelve dollars. They're awesome. They smell amazing. The mm-hmm. scent this year and their lotion. So it's a candle and lotion. Yeah. Wait, you got to melt that and pour it on your skin? Yeah. Well, no, you wait till it's not as hot because you'll burn yourself. But then whenever it cools down a little, you like you take it and you stick your fingers in it, and then it turns into lotion. And it smells. Yeah, really it's good. really nice. Like you keep it by your kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. So you burn it. The kitchen smells good. You wash your out, hands. And you can get a little bit of the wax. Put it on your cuticles. It's amazing. That sounds and a hundred percent of the proceeds from those candles, which are a hundred percent recycled, mm-hmm. even the glass, uh, even the glass, mm-hmm. the box, the artwork on the box is designed by the children. Um, all the artwork on this T-shirt is designed by little African children. The children. Yep. So they got, they, they got we, alligators. Now I just feel like I'm checking out your rack. That's okay. <laughs> You're not the first person. <laughs> that's why we bought them. Um, and then the other thing that we're doing, which Callie brought to the table that I want her to talk about is soul hope, which I think is awesome. But anyway, tell us about what made you decide that you wanted to go to Uganda? Like start the whole journey. Why leave Dothan? You lived in your parents. Yeah. Why leave Dothan? Yeah. She lived in the comfort of her parents' pool house. Yes. The pool house. It like all started yes. fresh prints of Bel Air. <laughs> yeah. Yes, pretty much. That was me. Except that was uncle's house. Yes. <laughs> Um, so in 2009, I was in high school and I watched a documentary called Invisible Children and it was about, um, Uganda, it was about the war up north in Gulu that was going on and there was a man named Joseph Kony that would go into villages and abduct children and he would, um, take these children into the bush and kind of take the weakest one and this is kind of brutal, but he would murder them in front of all the other kids and say, if you try to escape or run away from me, this will happen to you. 
Um, he had multiple children, wives, like it was just this destructive, destructive town, um, city. And he, I mean, he literally would just tear through cities in seconds. And so I just knew then in 2009 that I wanted to do something about it. So I started a club in high school. We raised books and the books, um, it was like a book drive. And then the books that we raised would go to like this place in California and they would sell them online and all the proceeds would go to building schools in Uganda, which Mm -hmm. started a passion for me to want to build schools overseas um, just because education is their only way out because in Uganda and in other developing countries, they don't really, education is not the best. And so when they don't know, you know, kind of that there's another world and they don't have to stay in the cycle, they can break it. What if you you arm the children? Well, we, so Joseph, hey, bad guys do. Did you Joseph Coney does that. Bl- yeah, but I mean, what diamond? if? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Leo DiCaprio crushed it in that film. Right. <laughs> I, f- I feel like if you give kids guns before uh, well, Jose Coney think- shows up on the scene, things be like, nah, dude, we ain't doing that. Bah. Well, you have to think that guns Saga are expensive. Over. Guns are not easy to find. Whenever there are guns, they get taken from the kids, and then. Like, but the also, bad guys. there are normal human beings yeah. that care for their children and nurture them yeah. in Africa. So they probably don't want to give their child an AK-47. Exactly. Exactly. Just like we don't want to give our children. But what happened? No, no. Guns are, it's literally AK-47s across the board in Uganda. There's kind of no, gotta be. There's no pistols. Wild game, man. That stuff yeah. is serious. So <laughs> Joseph Coney gives the kids those guns, and he basically brainwashes them. He says that 14 year olds are his target age because they're they're moldable. They're able to. You're able to completely train their brain, and so through that. I mean, I just decided I wanted to go and I wanted to see it and try to change and help and see what I could do. And then in, um, I graduated high school, went to massage school, and then kind of worked in that for two years because I didn't really know when was a good time to go to Uganda. Is that, you know, when That's is, a reasonable question. When is, when, when is seasonally, when <laughs> because, would you And just suggest? to clear this up, there is always, always when you go to buy a ticket to Uganda, there's always a little ticket, like a line underneath that says, this is not a safe country to fly into. So anxiety level already raises a little bit and you're like oh crap i don't need to go why don't you just fly to a different country and drive in well because if you drive it's even worse like there's a road from uganda to kenya and like multiple people die a year there like people it's awful it's really scary i've really had no i and this is going to sound completely ignorant but also not my first time sounding completely ignorant on this show Hence fish. Puffin fish. (laughs) (laughs) After watching Blood Diamond for real. I've not watched it. I can't. Oh, the sheer violence. I can't. Just Uh like crazy town, nonsensical children, Mm -hmm. violence. Just. And that's Rwanda. I I like the idea of child soldiers like in my head, but I don't feel like I'd want to deal with one. No, it's literally terrifying. To watch a kid after they've been through it is even terrifying. Like, because they have to go through counseling and like psychologists and all these things. And you have to think like it's Uganda. So they don't have the proper medicines. They don't have all these things. So these kids have these horror stories always in their head. Like if I was putting a city league football team together, child (laughs) soldiers, top of the list. Yeah, of course. Of course. They're mowing through everybody. They don't, they're intimidating. Just 40 yards staring at anybody around. It's not going to work how you plan it. Oh my God, ISIS, please shut up right now. It's going to be awful. It's going to not work. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to go round them up. I mean, you would save them, but then... But would I? I mean, they've got to hang out with me all the time. Mm, That's true. That would be a nightmare. That would be a nightmare. I'll take the guns. I feel like we're on a verge of the the birth of some weird Justin April cult. And I just squash it right now. Take a little Hand me my pen and pad. (laughs) No, no, no. Got to start these bylaws early. Too far. Okay, so um, so I took my first trip in 2012, 
and it was through a ministry called Visiting Orphans, and we went to Uganda and Rwanda, because um, this I mean, they're sister countries, they're right beside each other, and Rwanda had the genocide happen, which is what Blood Diamond is actually based mm-hmm. off of, pretty much. Um, Says the girl who's never seen it. I mean, I can't watch it, because I know, like, I've heard the stories firsthand, and I just don't want to relive it through a movie, so Fair it's right. kind of like, oh. That makes a lot more sense. Um, but it's, it's more or less, the genocide was literally just them if they didn't look the same as the other person they were going to kill them mm-hmm. and so that happened in the 90s and 2000s and then Uganda was where I wanted to go and it was just like completely different because Rwanda's really pretty and like lush and there's green and there's tea leaves everywhere and there's mountains and you go to Uganda which is right beside it and it is you know flat land dirt hot there's the sun is always everywhere because there's not a lot of, I mean there's trees but not like everywhere like right. Rwanda um, and I didn't go up north. We kind of stayed in Jinja, which is where Soul Hope is. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't work with them in 2000. What is Africa the country like? Because I'm just imagining dirt, dusty. But is it? I is mean, there like lush, beautiful mountains? No, there really and, like, is. So when I lived, I lived in Uganda for a while in 2016. I lived there for a few months. And we went up to Sippy Falls, which is like these beautiful mountains with waterfalls. And I mean, it was like this big hiking trip, which my knee popped out. It was terrible. I had to go home. Gross. But yeah, it was awful. Your what popped out? My knee. I have a bad knee. Oh. It just does what it wants. Like it just, I no, don't it literally that. just popped out. And then I had to go up a man-made ladder that was attaching two mountains. <laughs> and then I had to like walk across it and get on a motorcycle. And they had to take me back to the hotel. All of that sounds like a terrible experience. Yeah, it was terrifying. But it's really pretty, but then there's also parts in Uganda that are, like, dirt and dust. I mean, anywhere you go in Uganda, you're going to be covered in dirt. Mm -hmm. So, but it's pretty. I mean, it's very pretty. There's a lot of animals in certain areas. The cities are very populated with people. You go party on a safari? I did. I went on a safari. How was that? It was really, really cool. Um, me and Alejandro went with our friends Rob and Savannah. Mm-hmm. And hi, Rob. Yeah, hi, I don't guys. Know who any of those people are? Kidding. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> they sit on top of the car. We, I mean, we got to sit on top of the car and mm-hmm. like go through. And there's, I mean, we drove through elephants and giraffes. See, I'm really trying cool. to do that, but I'm trying to. Have you ever, you ever watched Top Gear? Anybody in this room? Ever yes, I do. So they did that Rwanda special where they drove. Basically, they tried. They left Egypt and tried to find the source of the Nile. That's what they did. And they were in like just random, I think they were Mercedes. One was in like a Pontiac or something stupid. Uh huh. And they tried to drive to find the source, the definitive like first spot that the Nile River began. Did they find it? Supposedly. I've seen the source of the Nile. It's in Jinja. There's a part that's the source of the Nile. Like there's a part where it's like you see. Yeah, Nile's, the Nile River is made up out of a billion things that run into it. But it's really cool to watch because like you can, the boat can go like, it can't go directly on it because the current will pull it Mm -hmm. one way. But the waters literally, they meet, but they go two completely opposite ways. So it's really wild to watch. Because you can drop Is it kind of like Niagara Falls? I don't know. Like I've never. Kind of. Like the start of it? Well. Yes like, is no. there water coming in from, like, all kinds of different directions? Pretty much. I mean, it looks like a lot of whirlpools together yeah. at one point. But then there's one spot where he takes us. But it also flows the opposite direction. Yeah, it's really wild to watch. Huh? Nile River flows, what is it, south to north? Oh, I don't know. I think that's correct. Like, you can drop something and it goes straight to the bottom. And then if you drop it, like, one, a couple inches over, I guess. It just shoots out. It'll go, like, one way. And then if you drop it the other way, it'll go completely the other way. Really fast. In the same river? In the same it's river. It's all ridiculous. Like, currents right converging. Like, That's why the, cur- cr- crazy currents. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the boat, like, the guy's like, we cannot take the boat closer because we don't know what way we will go. 
So it's like crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's wild. But then like once you get past that little area, I mean, it's really smooth and calm because it's a river. So it's not like rushing. So what was like, what is your favorite thing about Africa? Like what is the one thing you wish everybody could see or experience? Um, Definitely the kids. I mean, the kids are awesome. Like they don't have anything. They literally have three outfits if that. They're all torn into tatters. Oh, they're pampered. (laughs) <laughs> whatever and they don't like they don't ask for things they just want to like hold your hand and just be around you they just want to sit with you and they don't like they don't I don't know I just wish that people could see it just so they know how like I don't know how how much we have here you know it's yeah. so hard on your first trip not to like be like gosh I'm so angry at America like why does this happen why do we have everything and yet people are still asking for stuff but then mm-hmm. you have to train your mind to think like well they've never seen America you know so like they're happy where they are because they have like they have happiness and they don't have anything, you know? It's, uh, I think when the more you travel, especially if you go overseas, it, it truly expands your mind because when you do come back to us, you're like, wow, we are strip mall haven. Like oh, yeah. everything mm-hmm. is manicured. Everything has It's like the pettiest, pettiest place on the planet. Oh, yeah. You don't see any garbage. You don't, you know, we don't yeah. want to see our homeless people. We don't want to see our poor people. Somebody almost backs into your Mercedes and you're like, I'm going to kill your whole family. Right. <laughs> 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 it's just, it's surreal when you do come back and then you meet these people like when I've traveled back to Panama you know you meet people that have skip live customs. in dirt yeah, skip they live with dirt floors and roofs made from leftover corrugated tin from other things yeah. and cement block you know walls but they're the happiest people the in the happiest. world they have nothing yeah. and yet they're super happy and then you can't do that in America I've got like, a theory you can't, People cannot be happy with nothing. Oh, I've tried. I mean, literally, my first trip, I came home and sold everything I had. I was ready to, like, move out of the pool house. I don't know where I was going to go. I guess a box was in my, in my mind. But, like, I There's just... like, corrugated tin to cement blocks. I can get yeah. all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've tried so hard, but it's impossible here. Like, because you have to drive to work. I can't walk to work. I live 20 miles away. You Try know harder. what I mean? I can't. Well, there's no well, public transportation. Live, there's exactly, no, I mean, exactly. there's no Uber. There's no, yeah. I can't not have a phone because then I won't know my schedule for the day or I won't be able to tell, you know what I mean? It's just not. You're just going to show up with your calendar exactly. and a pen. Yeah, that desk calendar like, that you're using. Doubles Let me pencil roof. you in. Let the desk calendar in. would be too big for the living quarters that she was probably looking at at that time. Yes, it was tiny, tiny. Okay, so what was the absolute worst thing? Oh, um, living there, I mean, it's hard because there's not a community. Of course, there's a community because they, you know, there's Ugandans, but you, you don't think they're about, just laying out there with the zebras, just no, like waiting to I find mean, a kid. Like, no, like there's got to be mean, something, <laughs> somebody. No, I mean, there's like you guys, like we're sitting together, we're in the same culture, we were raised basically the same way. We're laughing, we get each other's jokes, but then you move to Uganda, and I mean, it's hard because yeah, they're my friends, but they also don't understand what I mean when I reference parks and recreation. Oh, see, this is yeah. this is what Tim did teach me when we had the German exchange student. He's like Charlotte, because you don't realize you how often how different do it. cultures are. Well, we as Americans are pop culture reference all oh, the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. is about a movie, a song, a rapper. A, you know, we've probably done it fifteen times in this conversation mm-hmm. already alone, and other countries do not get our. It's not their pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. So when uh, Yuliana came to stay with us, I didn't realize how bad I was about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have literally nothing to talk about. Yeah. yeah. I can't even form Check a sentence without Disney making films. a <laughs> Please, Disney movies That's on. That's what I'll I did. In the room. I pretty much, I was like, I mean, which Disney film have you not seen? And let's mm-hmm. watch those. 
I would reference friends and they just wouldn't get it. So I would like basically have conversations with myself while I was talking like Chandler Bing. And I'm, they were like, what? You I'm know, they just sure. stared at me like, what's happening? <laughs> I would do the same thing. Actually, I've never cared for friends or it's watched the, it on purpose. It's the best show. So it's fine. We'll bypass this conversation. It's okay. No, I get it though. It's pop culture. It's, yeah. it's hard because you don't realize how bad we do it yeah. or even you use it, you use it to describe stuff. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. use it to describe personality like, traits or whatever right or what somebody looked like mm-hmm. you know you she's don't... such a phoebe is that one right one yeah right. like she looks Good just job. like phoebe and everybody would know yes. what you're talking about if you were somewhere else they would be like who's phoebe yeah. well from the show friends i've never seen it oh yeah i do i have seen one i saw friends which one do you remember smelly cat Oh, a smelly cat, smelly cat. Uh, yeah. yeah. What are they feeding you? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I can sing it, but I won't. I'll save it. Fair enough. Appreciate uh, it. How did you get involved with Soul Hope? So tell me about. Yeah, you, Soul were you just like Hope. going in to get groceries and you're like, what's up? Y'all got some shoes? You making? No. So basically, I went with Visiting Orphans. Um, I led a team, and Visiting Orphans is based out of Nashville. They do leadership mm-hmm. training. And then through that, you open up the team to everyone in America and whoever wants to go. I mean, I had a team of like, I think 12. What do you do though? Like when you say visiting orphans, like are you so, just visiting them well, or visiting, what, what work are you doing? Visiting orphans was based on going to different ministries and seeing like what each ministry did. Um, so abide family, I think family center was based on taking single moms and single dads and helping them kind of get back on their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, so hope is the thing we'll talk about soon. It's kind of like helping kids not have jiggers and help them have, you know, shoes and things like that. We would go into different orphanages, um, and visit those. But then when I moved to the ministry called Benjamin house, who I lived with in 2016, they go in and focus on taking kids out of orphanages and putting them in foster care. Because the orphan population is literally outrageous. And what happens in Uganda often is when families can't afford their kids, they put them in an orphanage because they think they'll have a better life. Mm-hmm. And so these mom and dads drop their kids off at the gates. I feel like that happens here a little bit. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm also, not. Yeah, I'm not trying to like. No, no, no. I just think that it's like. You don't really. have like no, orphanages but, anymore, like where people come and like Annie peruse and the Daddy children Warbucks. and say, I'll, I'll take, take that one. Right. No, yeah, no, I mean, I. I get that that happens, but I think that DHR is more involved here where they like sure. go in and take them and put them in foster care and they, you know, they're always cared for. But in an orphanage, it's, mm. it's, some of them are government owned and some of them are not. And the ones that are, are corrupt. Shady. The ones yeah. that are not can be either somebody from, I know there's a story from somebody, I think someone from like Canada moved over there and he started this orphanage and he didn't feed the kids mm. and all the money that was brought in, he like took all the money and ran, like it was just crazy stories that you don't even want to imagine ever. And so um, what we do with Benjamin House is go in and kind of take the kids out of orphanages and put them with families because, I mean, an orphanage is like a baby jail. You know, they get two meals a day. Um, they're beaten if they're, they do anything wrong. They're beaten with a stick. I a mean, baby? Come on. A baby? I swear. It's awful. Nobody's like, boxing a baby. I swear. I swear I've seen it. And it's heartbreaking because you want to, like, grab the kid and, like, be like, stop. But you can't because then it's stepping then that's your over. your ass getting beat. It's stepping over cultural boundaries. Mm. Like, you have to know. There's a book called Yes, Please by Amy Poehler. And she talks about, like, she describes it perfectly because mm. she talks about how she went to Haiti on this mission, on this trip, this mission trip, I guess. And she was, like, talking about how it's so hard for her mind as a mother because she's a mother of two boys. And she said it was so hard because, like, she would be driving in the bus and you're so quick to pair a child with a parent. If you see an adult, you, you pair the child mm-hmm. with the adult and say, oh, that's just the mom. 
but it's completely not like that kid's just walking by itself. Yeah, that street. dude is like a yeah dog because it's really animal. it is. And I mean, and then mm-hmm. you see the kid go into a, a pile of trash and eat, and you just like you're. It's so overwhelming. I think that's another hard thing for Uganda is that it's overwhelming because where do you start with the problem? Right, you get there and you think it's going to be like one little thing. Yeah. I'm just going to you know read books and mm-hmm. and then it's. I would imagine it would be like walking into a house of a hoarder. Like, where do I start cleaning? Like, it, there's so That's much. Deep. Like, yeah. where? I, first of all, I'm not going to make a dent. Mm-hmm. I'm only here for a month. You know, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. like I, I feel. I just don't need to go home. Like, it's it's really overwhelming. You know, I would imagine you, you want to go home because it's so like there's the AIDS crisis. There's the child soldiers. There's kids that have been abused. There's, there's then there's just a random violence that's happening all day, every day. Yeah, everywhere. Do you need some water? Yes, please. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I don't. Whenever we wrap this up, I'm going to give you my my newest theory. Oh Lord, on what? On everything. Oh, okay, great. We're excited. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe we're going to go right after the show, <laughs> yes. like immediately as soon as we hit the button, we're out. All right, I so, don't blame you. So you were involved in Benjamin House, and then tell me about Soul Hope. So Soul Hope is a ministry based out of Asheville, North Carolina. And it started by a couple named Asher and Drew Colley, and they moved over um, to Uganda, to Jinja, and they kind of went over with the same mindset just to help and wanting to serve people and, you know, see what, what it was they needed to do. And they started, you know, they got very overwhelmed. They were helping malaria. They were helping AIDS. They were helping orphans. And then... Yeah, you can't have too broad of a palate. Because exactly. then you can't... Because then you're... Then you're doing a disservice for people that exactly, show up. Exactly. Not really helping anybody. Yeah. You're just kind of like overwhelmed. And mm-hmm. you, if you're not balance then you're going to be yeah if you're not out. pumped about it then you're basically yeah. just like a stop and disappointment mm-hmm. and you get burnt out super mm-hmm. quick mm-hmm. and so um i think and asher kind of talks about it on the website but she was talking about how she was you know researching one night because she just got so overwhelmed and she was like what do i need to do where do i need to go and she was researching about jiggers which is a sand flea and so being that uganda is very dusty and sandy sand fleas are like this yeah, same fleas, giant. same fleas can get very huge. And so what <gasps> happens is a, a, it's tur- it starts as like a little baby flea, like what you see on a dog um, or a cat or whatever animal you have at home. And so it goes into your foot typically because the kids walk barefoot everywhere to, mm-hmm. to get water, for instance. And mm-hmm. it goes into their foot and it lays eggs. And so oh. when it lays eggs, it become, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The eggs hatch. The eggs go more all over the foot. And then there's just multiple, multiple. So you guys like hive of fleas on their foot no, instead seems, of a foot? Yeah. It's awful. It's terrifying. Like we, so what Soul Hope does is they go in and start clinics and um, you go into a school. So we did, I've done this like, I think probably six times at this point, but you go in and um, we went into a school, set it up and mm-hmm had they have like a foot washing station they have um where they remove the jiggers and they have where they go and try on their shoes and get their new shoes and they have an intake form where they like write their name and it has two feet and then the we're called mazungus it's white people in ugandan racist <laughs> i swear mazungu they really mazungu 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 so they scream mazungu you're literally called that the entire trip um and so the Mazungus, the helpers, the missionaries, typically, they have like, we'll help take notes or wash feet. We don't, they don't really want you to like help remove the jiggers because a lot of nurses and like medical teams have tried to go over and they pass out when they're removing the jiggers because they're it's, alive. There's a lot. They're picking something that's alive. Out of the foot. As someone who picks things out of skin for a living, 
for a living and has been doing it for 10 years, that would be really You'd awkward. never make it as a Mazungu. I would not make it as a picking live things out of no, skin volunteer. Awful. And all they oh have. Oh my God, I would die. It's terrible. And all they have is like a safety pin. That's what you use. A safety pin and a razor blade. So you have this kid's Ugh, foot. No scalpels? No, no, not really. No. If you have a weak stomach, don't listen to this part. But you take the foot. And you stick it. <laughs> Justin's currently covering his ears um, with headphones on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. so defeating every purpose. Yeah. But you, the the remover will take the foot and stick it in her lap after her feet are clean. So we'll scrub the feet. I'll go back to that in a second because that's really really hard to do. Um, feet clean the feet because they're so caked and callous. Yes, and so it's hard to even watch because I'll start with that. So. It's hard simply because these kids sit down in the stool. They don't speak the same language as you, and you have to explain to them to put their feet in the clean water, which they have to walk miles and miles and miles to get Just to get something to drink. Just to get something to drink. I ain't putting my flea foot in there. Exactly. And so then they see this water. And they cry. And they stare at it, and they look frightened. And so you have to, like, explain to them. Like, you have to hold their feet lovingly. You can't jerk them around, you know. You have to, like, explain. You put your feet in here, and I wash your feet. And then when you start to wash their feet, some of them giggle, which is really cute because, you know, they're like, they're excited and they're ticklish. And then there's some that are just the older boys. They're very stern and they're very like, why is this happening? Like you can see it in their face. And there's no one translating or explaining. (laughs) Well, there's like, there's a couple of Ugandans that like walk around, but there's only a few because like so many are working. So some are removing jiggers, some are helping move the kids around. Summer, you know, so they they kind of explain it before it starts, but even then they're still confused because why are they why is there clean water at their feet? Like why can they not drink that? Yeah, you know, I'd have drank it. Exactly. I'm gonna pee and you wash my feet. The problem the problem with that is that they walk miles and miles to get this clean water, and then what we don't know is that they have to go home and boil the water because the water has parasites in it, Mm -hmm. and if they don't boil it, then the parasites are there, they get sick which causes all these diseases. So they know they can't drink the water, but they still want to take the water home. So it's like really hard. For you as a Mzungu, quote unquote, to grab their feet, put them in the water, wash their feet, and then try to explain, like, this is helping you, you know? Because they're like, how is this helping? Like, I'm going to walk barefoot everywhere, yeah. you know? You're cutting my feet up, then I got to exactly. walk home with no water. Exactly. This is terrible. Yeah. And they're very confused, you know? So then someone comes up and... It's not funny. I'm just like... yeah. It, that, that's how my brain would work. Wait, I'm walking this way to get what that is... This dude's going to slash my feet all up and well, remove my mad- flea friends. And then I got to walk home in this bloody mess with no with water. No water. Yeah. But they're so used to not drinking water. I mean, I'm literally drinking water right now because my throat won't clear. Don't rub it in. Shut up. I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're so quick to turn on a faucet or... Oh, I've, I've or- known... Since, you, since you've brought Soul Hope up to me and we've been doing this at work, mm-hmm. I have been... I am that person. You know, what do they call it? Your Like, your footprint? Like, your... Carbon, carbon, footprint. carbon footprint. Mine is like the jolly green giant. I, I'm a horrible human Stomping being. Stomping in the Air Force to this planet. Like I'm that person that brushes their teeth and then goes and watches the Golden Girls for five minutes while I'm brushing and then <laughs> and the comes back. On. Yes. You leave the water and I on come off. back. Yeah, I'm horrible. That I am a horrible <laughs> human being. Or I start the shower. That water and is then infinite I go iron. though. Like you can, you can literally turn the water on, and it'll never, never end. I know, but that's that's but also it's your carbon footprint. Like you had to pay attention. It's horrible. To the one Super Bowl commercial that got me—I don't know if you guys remember this from two years ago—and I am yeah, the Clydesdale and the puppy. No, not that one. <laughs> yeah, they uh, this lady 
was doing what I do. She turned the water on, was brushing her teeth and just like watching herself in the mirror or she was, I don't know what she was doing, but she obviously wasn't actually doing anything with the water that was flowing into the sink. And then all of a sudden, this small little African child was next to the sink, like trying to get water to drink. And I was like, ugh, I am a horrible human being. I mean, I feel like you would have helped that dude out. You gave him a cup and he would have been fine. No, I just, but I, I would have said, really how the is, hell did you get in this house? But <laughs> since I started doing this whole hope stuff at work, like I'm much more conscientious of like mm-hmm. turning yeah. water on and off because we, it's just something we don't even think about. We Not really have never had to yeah. for any reason. Yeah. Anywhere, mm-hmm. even if you're a homeless person here, you're going to be able to get water. Yeah, there's a park every eight blocks. There's a f- faucet, there's a hose, there's yeah. something, a water fountain, exactly. something. Mm-hmm. There's, you're going to get water at some point. Yeah. You're not going to have to not go There's a whole day without it. There's also this crazy infrastructure. You can get water out under the roads from drainage runoff. Like, there's legitimately... There's yeah. just... We are overwhelmingly abundant Oh yeah, with water. Yeah. And so it's hard to see there. Like, it's hard to, like... You watch the kids put their... It's just hard. It's hard to wrap your mind around it, even when you're watching it and you watch this kid be com- completely confused as to why they're putting their feet in clean water. And then... After they wash their feet, they're picked up by someone and they're moved to the other station where they have to get these things picked out of their feet. I mean, and and what the craziest part is, is that they're not allowed, not that they're not allowed to cry, but like over there, remember earlier when I was talking about Joseph It's a sign Tony, of weakness. It's a sign of weakness. And so, like, he would take all the kids in the bush and the youngest, like the weakest link, he would, he would kill, you know? So, in their mind, they know they are trained from a young child not to cry. And so there's a man walking around, a Ugandan man typically, and he's just saying, you are strong, you are strong. And so they're constantly reminding themselves like they're strong. And of course there's kids that cry because it's painful. I mean, literally she picks their foot up and she takes a razor blade and she scrapes off the hard parts and then she takes a safety pin and digs into where the jigger is. And I have seen, me personally, I've seen, I think, 37 jiggers in both feet. Like What? Of one human being? Of one human. And you have to think elbows because these people sleep on the floors. And so, I mean, the sand fleas are everywhere. Sand is everywhere. There's no way to clean it. Like, multiple days, I want to get a pressure washer to Uganda and just pressure wash it. <laughs> Uganda. I just want to pressure wash. I've literally Everything. said that. I called my dad when I moved there. I said, Dad, can you come with your pressure washer, please? And he was like, what? I said, Dad, you don't understand. Like, everything just needs a deep clean. Like, it's so bad. But... It's just part of it. It's just dusty and dirty. Right. And so they sleep and they're, they get in their elbows and their kneecaps and in their feet. Mostly mm. their feet. And we have to check their hands too. I've only seen a couple in their hands because they're used to their hands. So they can pick them mm. out. Um, but, and another sad thing is that there's rats will chew on their feet at night. Mm. And their, their skin on their feet is so dead that they can't feel it, you know? So um, the lady who I was taking notes for one time, she was very, very nice and kind and was like explaining to me everything. She was Ugandan. And she was like, this right here is from a rat. And so it was very sensitive. And the guy, like the little boy, every time she would touch it or get near it, he would freak out because it was hurt. It was sensitive. The rat had literally just chewed it the night before. It's, I mean, it's awful. But then whenever you, they get done with that, they bandage them up. If they're bleeding, they put neosporin on their feet, you know, that sort of thing. And then they move to the next station, which is where they get the shoes. And the shoes are made out of recycled denim and um, recycled tires from Uganda. So the denim is actually, um, you have shoe cutting parties here in America. and Which then, we're having at Rituals. We are having one of those. Which, with details on that in a minute. Yes. Um, and then they send it to, Nat- to Asheville 
North Carolina, and then they send it to Uganda um, whenever teams go over. And they make these – there's a few guys, and it provides jobs for a lot of people, this ministry does, and so they make the shoes. And then when these kids put these shoes on, it's crazy to watch because they put these they, – like the shoes before are kind of like a – it's like a croc kind of, mm-hmm. crocs. It's kind of like those, but they're so – they getting made fun of? No, not at no. all. No. <laughs> I mean, I thought, They're not respected at no, all. I got these yeah. shoes, but they look like Jason Voorhees' face. No. No, they, um, they're kind of like flip-flops, but they're made of, like, croc material. And so they're torn and tattered and so messed up. And right. so when they get rid of those and put on the shoes, they just dance around. And they're so excited. Oh. They're so excited. And they just stare at their feet the they whole time. They know they don't come with a stepchild. What? Stepdads always wear, <laughs> wear Crocs. Crocs. <laughs> Whatever. Um, That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's really awesome to watch. It's really, really like just cool to see the whole transformation from the kid, you know, screaming and, and having these jiggers removed and then being so excited because they know why they're getting the shoes and they know to wear them. And, you know, we walk them through, hey, this is this is why, this is when you wear the shoes. This is why you wear the shoes. And, I mean, some of them, it's funny. because they, they need to sleep in them things. They got they them really rats do. trying they to really chew them. They really do. And I think some of them probably do. But what's funny is they'll, they'll put the shoes on, they'll dance around, and they'll take them off to walk home. They'll, they'll try they don't want to get them dirty. Because yeah. they don't want to get them dirty. And so we have to go, like, walk with them and say, you keep these on. Nah, you know? dude, yeah. We're yeah. doing you a when favor. Tim yeah. uh, did a mission, um, well, he didn't do a mission. He was stationed in Honduras. But he went with the missionaries and doctors and army doctors and nurses. And they would go to different villages and give them medication and pull teeth and that kind of stuff. And they would hand out all of, um, they would give them, like, if somebody had, I don't know, if they needed Motrin or antibiotics or whatever. But then you'd watch, you'd give them, they'd explain what the pills were for, they'd explain it, and then you'd watch them walk away a few feet, and then they would be trading for colors. Like, yes. you know, it's just yeah. so... It's a different world. Yeah, it's a completely... Mm-hmm. Um, what a neat thing. So, I mean, if you want more information, how, you know, after Callie told me about it, I just went online and looked up, I just Googled Soul Hope mm-hmm. and you can go to their website and it has all the information there. So hopefully our party won't be the only party that um, is thrown yeah. in town, but um, we are going to have a Soul Hope party. So anytime uh, during April, if you come to have a service or if you just want to make a donation at Rituals Day Spa in Dothan, you just make a denim donation. So go through your kids' closets, go through your closet. Um, I know so- somebody got some Jenkos out there. That'd knock out about a <laughs> Four dozen <laughs> pairs of shoes, just one. But yeah, just bring your denim to us, and we're gonna have a Soul Hope uh, shoe cutting party. It's gonna be April twenty seventh. It's gonna be from six to eight. Uh, B Y O S. We came up with that this morning. Bring your own scissors. All right, because you have to. Cut. Yeah, yeah, because you gotta cut it out. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have tables and chairs, and bring your friends, your daughter, your kids. I mean, it's a great cause, and we'll have wine and snacks, and we're just gonna cut souls out all day. Mm-hmm. And That's we'll have pictures. Do. I'll have pictures. That sounds like, weird, if I'm honest. It, it does. It does. No, just the wording. It's not necessarily the, the event yet. It's cutting souls out <laughs> because, all night. That's because you're a heathen. I am. That's right. <laughs> no, I, I did think about that though because I'm I'm always planned parties where you're like you're going to do this and this and this all at the same time. It's going to be this amazing. But this is really we're going to ask you to come and help us cut these patterns out of yeah. jeans. And so I kind of was worried like. Is that all we're gonna do? Like, are we gonna have karaoke at the same time? Is there a DJ? I mean, are we gonna DJ? Are we gonna do trivia? Like, how am I supposed to entertain these people while they're cutting out? But I mean, I guess that's the whole. We can talk about Soul Hope that night. There's gonna be videos. You can 
you know, see what you're doing, hang out with your friends, and it's more or less party with a purpose. Work yeah. on your carpal tunnel. That's right. <laughs> right. I work on that every day, massage therapist. You so. are. <laughs> um, so that, again, is uh, Soul Hope. Um, it's going to be party with a purpose. It's going to be a cutting party, and that is going to be April 27th from 5 to 8 p.m. at Rituals in Dothan. For more information, you can always go to our Facebook page. Uh, you can hit up the local. There's going to be information there. Next month's issue. Uh, nope. It's not going to be next month's issue I is don't it? think no it's not because we were kind of late yeah. on that but right. uh, for more information you can always go to Soul Hope as well or call Rituals and we will tell you all about it so and if you donate you get 10% off any service or just donate and just come hang out with us it'll be if you donate 10 times you get 100% off super see, fun we see we talk about that, that. no but if you're <laughs> smart and you're one of those people that is a multiple service person at the spa smart so you have a pair of jeans for your haircut. You would have yeah, a pair of jeans for you your go. massage. You would have a pair of jeans for your facial. You'd have a pair of jeans for your mani-pedi. 10, 10, 10. Really good. Really yeah, good. But not 80s 40% high percent off of your here. total. No. Okay. I feel like y'all both just looked at me like I was supposed to have something. No, but we did talk, because people will do that. They're like, I brought in 400 pairs of jeans to include the jeans I do bought I for my get, dogs. Do so I get a spa day for free? <laughs> right. Yeah, are you going to write me a check and give me a massage? How does <laughs> yeah, it work? Exactly. Can I, I just, get all the products now? People are so right. shitty. Are I need worst. this whole shelf of products. Yeah. yeah no, no, but we got a you denim. a flight to Uganda and you can... <laughs> Dig sand fleas idea. out of somebody's Winner shoe gets a or trip. foot. I That's kind a lot of feel money, like I need to do that. We should. I don't know why. Yeah, you guys both should definitely should. I don't know that I could was. do it. You can. You totally can. I will lead a team soon. I mean, we have to go. Through Al- we have to get Alejandro's citizenship process done. But then we'll lead teams back to Uganda. So whenever that happens, Justin's going and Charlene's going. Justin's not going. He's I not getting Justin's shots. Not the only shots I'm getting, <laughs> getting are Jameson. <laughs> oh, you big baby. I would go. I don't know that I could dig something alive out of well, somebody's you don't skin. Well, you won't have to dig. You'll just watch. And then you'll, yeah, but then you she'll can, be critiquing the... Yeah. No, she'll I be like, oh, well, you got to do it like this. you got to twist it a little more. I'm really no. good at it. I'm really good at getting stuff out there. Yes, but so you've I never feel, picked it a foot. Like a flea. A Peter, flea not egg. my thing, a but flea. I would Man, do I it picture for like a... so many injuries happening between like the kid being ticklish and like freaking out, <laughs> slashing his toe no, off, kicking not, whoever was digging his whatever out of his foot. Broken nose there. It's just blood and I don't think jiggers everywhere. Well, and this is why Justin stuff. doesn't go on mission trips. Right. He's like, no, I can't. It's well, that, that's already. one of many reasons. <laughs> Y'all ready for this theory? No, we're not ready for no. this theory. All right, so it's Soul Hope. Look it up online. Um, it, just Google it. It's amazing. It's an amazing charity. Uh, don- denim donations, 10% off everything at Rituals Day Spa. Um, and then we're going to have the party April 27th, 5 to 8. Please come to that. There will be more information online about that later. And that it is Earth Month. And you can, uh, if you don't want to do denim, you can buy candles. And that goes to help build wells. So basically the whole thing is about providing water mm-hmm. to people. So either by helping build wells or helping uh, put shoes on their feet so they can get to the wells without getting sick. So that's it, Callie. Thank you for coming. We appreciate it. Of course. See, it wasn't so so bad. No, it wasn't. I was very nervous to begin with, but I'm great. This is is fun. Okay. All right. So the theory is. All right. Everybody say goodbye. Quickly. Bye. Bye. You have your stuff? Like, because I'm going to turn this off and we're going to get in the car and we're leaving. Only keys are in my hand. Thank you. All right. Goodbye. If you're interested in having your story featured on the local podcast, hit us up at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com or give us a shout on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the local podcast.